Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Yeah, Bickley and Murata Mornings rolls on here on this Thursday live from the Auction Community Studios. Buccaneers in town for a Christmas night showdown with the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. Here to give us a closer look at the Buccaneers. He covers the NFC South for Fox Sports. Greg Allman, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Greg, happy holidays to you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, happy holidays back to you guys. Hope you're doing well. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Um, you know, new job for you. You cover the Buccaneers for the Athletic, and you you uh, get the job with Fox Sports, cover the whole NFC South. Congratulations on that. But but of all years to get bumped up to cover a whole division, <laughs> you get this division this year. Yes, uh, I like the way it's uh, where I live in Tampa. That was a, a big draw. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those where uh, not quite as bad as the AFC South, I think, right now. But uh, anytime you're covering a team with a division leader who's 6-8, and eight, it's uh, good times for, for the whole division. Yeah. yeah, so I've got a theory that this weekend's game on, on Christmas night that the Buccaneers are going to have a, a focus that the Cardinals are going to have to match because I, I think Tom Brady would be mortally embarrassed to make the playoffs with a losing record. What do you what do you think about that? What do you think the Cardinals are in in for? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Although they've definitely lost games with an eye towards that recently. Um, this is a Bucks team that you know for whatever reason dealing with injuries, uh, other things. You know they've lost to the Panthers, the Steelers, the Browns, uh, a lot of middling teams. Um, and again, Arizona, you you go into it thinking even on the road they're a favorite. They have much more on the line. Um, you talked about Brady and just the pride aspect of things. Yeah, this is the last kind of, besides the division title, the last consolation they can have is a winning record. Um, and they'd lose that with their next loss. Brady's literally never lost eight games in a season, period. So he's already kind of got to places he didn't want to get to. Uh, so no, they'll they'll be a motivated team, but I'll, I'll warn you that they've been fairly motivated uh, <laughs> in recent weeks, good. and it hasn't always. They yeah. were up seventeen nothing uh, on uh, at you know just for halftime last week, and and you know, gave up thirty four points in a row. So. The problems offensively, and it's amazing to see a Tom Brady quarterback team still with weapons, and I know they, they do have uh, injury issues on the offensive line, but this is a team, Greg, as you well know, scored more than 23 points one time, and that was in a loss to the Chiefs in Week 4. It's just weird to see. When you pinpoint the offensive struggles, does it come down to injuries on the offensive line? Does it come down to you know Bruce Arians not being as involved, a philosophy problem offensively? What, what do you charge? it up to? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of things um, to contribute to such a big drop-off, and it definitely starts with offensive line. Um, they, they lost their center, Ryan Jensen, on the second practice at training camp. Um, you know, the guy that's filled in, Robert Hainsey, has played pretty well, so I think, unfortunately, what it's done is it's made Tom Brady, a guy who already gets rid of the ball really quickly, get rid of it that much faster. So I, I think a lot of the downfield passing, a lot of the big play... Uh, exciting parts of this offense that had him as a 40-touchdown guy the last two years have disappeared. Um, you know, they're not a good red zone offense. I think we lost him. Yep. They have two touchdown passes all season, longer than 20 yards, and that's with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones and a, a wealth of talent at receiver. Um, they have the worst running game in the NFL. Um, you know, it's like I think they have four rushing touchdowns this season. 
after having 18 last year. So there's just a lot of things that have uh, kind of conspired to make them a very ordinary offensive team, despite all the personnel they have. Yeah, and and I wonder when you look at Tom Brady, how much of how much of the uh, the struggles that the offense has had this year is due to the offensive line, and how much is it to Tom maybe finally showing his age? Because there's a lot of people who have seen him a lot, and and they do kind of finally see that showing up in his game. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the like I said, the big plays have have disappeared. You know, for a while there, the one thing you could say is that Brady was being really careful to avoid turnovers and avoid interceptions. Um, he had as many turnovers in a span of four plays on Sunday as he did in the first eleven games of the season. You know, and that's not very Brady like. So he's gone from being a really careful forty five year old to now being one that's making mistakes that directly contribute to losses. Um, and, and Sunday's kind of just uh, a bad quarter in a bad game. But, um, you know, for him to be sitting at 20 touchdowns when he's had 40 and 43 in the last two years with very much the same personnel, um, you know, this, this isn't what he came out of retirement for. It can still be. Um, I always feel like Tom Brady's seasons are measured for their success in, in January and even February. So uh, this could be a team that wins the next three and has some momentum and wins the playoff game at home uh, to open the playoffs and then go somewhere, whether it's Minnesota or Philadelphia, and make some hay there. Or it could be a team that loses Sunday and is, again, making the playoffs with a losing record and maybe bowing out in one round. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard because what is a successful year for Tom Brady is very different than what is a successful year for the Bucs. They, they've never won back-to-back division titles in their history. Wow. So they have a chance to hang a banner that they don't get to hang very often regardless of record. I think it still means a lot. But there's still definitely that sense of disappointment just because this was a team that, you know, I think people thought – even with a 45-year-old at quarterback, it's Tom Brady. So I think there's definitely high expectations that come with that. Greg Allman from Fox Sports, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. About that 45-year-old quarterback, Tom Brady, it's, it, it's weird to be talking about the future of a 45-year-old quarterback in the league, but when we talk right. about it, Greg, it's always like places like maybe a return to New England. Maybe he goes back to his childhood home in the Bay Area with San Francisco. It doesn't seem like Tampa Bay gets talked about as a part of Tom Brady's future. How do you gauge that right now? No, I think they could be. I mean, it, I, I don't think... First and foremost, I don't even know if Tom knows if this is his last season right now. You know, I mean, he's already been committed enough to retire and then committed enough to come back. (laughs) Um, This season can go two very different ways in the next, you know, three weeks and change. So um, I think he likes the people he works with. I mean, I think this is basically the same cast that, you know, for the most part, won a Super Bowl. So I, I think he's, you know, aware of what he has here. I don't know how... Uh, the divorce and everything off field contributes to whether he wants to play another season or not. You know, that could, that could hit him two different ways. Um, so right now to see what a struggle this year has been, it would surprise me if he would come back. You, you'll hear people that, that are close to him that say, Oh, his desire to come back and play is even stronger than it was a year ago. So I, I, I don't pretend to know uh, how he feels about this, but I mean, he's still a guy that's going to be by the end of the week, throwing for 4,000 yards, um, a disappointment by his standards, but a pretty good year for for anybody at any age. Mm-hmm. The year that uh, Steve Wilkes spent in Arizona was very ragged. Uh, he was a one-and-done guy. He certainly didn't have a lot of help, and it was a, a very yeah. tumultuous year. He obviously was also very bitter at the Cardinals for not getting a longer opportunity. H- how real is his chance to to secure that job in Carolina, and what do you th- what what has his impact been? 
Yeah, it, it's been neat to see. I mean, for them to be a team that you know is bad enough to give up on their coach with a lot of money on the table five games into the season, and then to be four and four, um, still alive, they control their destiny. I mean, if they win their next three, they're the division champs. Um, they'd have to come here in Tampa in whatever it is, 10 days, and beat the box. But they can do that. They beat them 20-3 to three earlier this year. So I think I think Steve Wilkes has probably done about as much as you can ask an interim coach to do. Uh, what we don't know is, is how big a splash David Tepper wants to make. You know, I mean, this is a new owner who has a chance to rebrand his team um, and, and might feel compelled to do that with a bigger name or a more exciting name than Steve Wilkes. I mean, as much as the fans have come to like him and know him, I think his players certainly have gotten to see what a leader he is. He's gotten more out of this team than a guy they believed in with that rule. So, I mean, I think there's definitely an opportunity for him. Um, I probably had, you know, again, almost as long a chance as a head coach as he did in Arizona. When you think about having, you know, what is what will amount to 12 games. Um, right now, you have to see what he's done to get more out of something than someone else did. I don't know if that translates to him actually getting the, the job full-time. Alright, lastly, uh, there's been speculation that if, if the Cardinals move off of Cliff Kingsbury, Sean Payton might be a candidate. He was a former ball boy with the Cardinals, which he made very public. What are the odds he goes back to New Orleans next year? Do you, have you heard any rumblings about that? Um, that would surprise me, too. Um, you know, I think he's had a year to refresh and come back, and I don't know that Dennis Allen has done enough where he's secure there, but I don't know. That would that would surprise me a little bit if he went back there. Um, I, I don't. It's kind of trying to think of a precedent for somebody uh, retiring and coming back. I mean, Peyton had a year away from the team himself, but I don't. I don't think that's probably what he does. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I think Peyton, of the you know guys that have taken a year off and stepped away, he's probably about as big as name that there is. So um, he's going to be at the top of the list for any vacancy. Um, he's kind of in that position where he can kind of pick and choose the right situation too. Greg, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate the uh, the time and the insight. And happy holidays to oh, you. No problem. Same to you guys. Take care. Thank you. Greg Almond covers the NFC South for Fox Sports. He was our guest on the Arizona Sports Line.